Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. it's mid-holidays and uh, you know there's lots of the weather's beautiful and you know there's some so many things to do and see isn't there we're so blessed in Adelaide but we we had a great time away and uh, and one of the things that we love doing when we get away is just spending time as a family and and uh, doing stuff watching movies the kids love Netflix and you know just doing anything swimming and But it just reminds us, again, when we do things like that, of God's heart for family. And as most of you know, our journey is a little convoluted. And when we spent time in Germany, um, we really had an awakening, if you like, that church is not just to be a machine that pumps out songs and people and statistics, but it is to be a kingdom family. And it's difficult sometimes with the various rules and regulations and legal things and all the things that we have to have in modern society here in Australia to remind ourselves that it really is about family. I don't know if any of you have seen, maybe you're too holy to watch this, but we watched on the plane The Greatest Showman. Great movie. Oh, good, you're not holy. That's good. Um, No, it's a great movie, isn't it? Uh, And it's an amazing journey of a very successful uh, guy who who really starts out just loving his wife, loving his kids, and and then really has this desire to build and build and build this incredible empire of entertainment and very successful at it. It all comes crumbling down. And in the end, he realised that in in the beginning, he began with family, and that's what he had in the end, and that's what he valued. And... This is one of those common themes that we often remember when we go through struggles in life, when we have challenges, what do we often go back to? We often go back to family, don't we? Because that's the place where we know we're safe, we know we're secure, we know that there's a place of no judgment. And so I want us just to read from Matthew chapter 12 this morning, Matthew chapter 12. Verse 46 to 50, and it says, As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, Look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. These are the words of Jesus. Now, he wasn't dissing his family. He wasn't trying to say that he has no part to play with his natural family. The point he was trying to make is that the kingdom of God is made out of family. The kingdom of God comes out of family. So anyone who joins him through, G- through the life of Jesus, enters into the kingdom of God and enters into the family of God. Now, sometimes this can sound like kind of a, um, 
a mundane thing when we talk about family because we, we all have family. Some have bad experience of family. Some have good experience of family. But what I want to encourage us today is to try and reflect and think about the family of God the way He intends it to be the way He intends it to be. So sometimes we have to put away our past experiences of family. We have to put away some of the negative experiences that we might have had being raised or in our family environment or maybe still have in our family environment. We have to let go of those things because that's not what the family of God looks like. The family of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. It's, it's all of these things But the family of God is one of relationship. It's not one of rules and regulations. It's one of relationship. God's heart is that He would have a relationship with you and with me. He doesn't desire that you would just follow all of His rules. He actually wants to get to know you. He wants to know your heartbeat. He wants to know what you like doing. There's some of the times when Karen and I, maybe we're enjoying the blessing of what God's given us just in some areas of life. And we remind ourselves that God desires that we would enjoy this stuff. Not that we would worship this stuff, but that we would actually enjoy the blessings that He's given us. And sometimes we can feel guilty for being blessed. If you've ever felt guilty for being blessed, slap yourself gently. Because God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. He wants to give you good things. Why? So that you can be generous on every occasion. And so if we learn how to be blessed in and of ourselves, then we can be very good blessers of other people. Does that sound good this morning? All right, that's good. I know it's 50-50 with footy teams this weekend. I'm sorry, but it's just the way it was this weekend. Just turn to your person next to you and say, it's okay. Because there's bound to be some port supporters here somewhere. Anyone who does the will of the Father is in the family of God. If you've ever felt an outcast, if you've ever felt orphaned, if you've ever felt like you don't fit... The only requirement is that you do the will of the Father. Whatever He's asking you to do, whatever He's told you to do, give your life to Jesus if you haven't given your life to Jesus. Begin walking in the will of the Father and you will all of a sudden have a family anointing maybe like you've never had before. And hopefully, hopefully that we can foster an environment, even in this family environment, that may look a little bit like heaven intends. It's actually a challenge with a big group of people, people coming and going and and different groups and we're all busy, we've got jobs and all sorts of different things. It's very hard to keep an organic family anointing flowing in a church. It's much easier to do a routine, much easier to do programs. It's much easier just to get the machine pumped up and let's, let's get rolling on this. Thing. Let's get a worship team. Let's get this in place. Let's do the right things. Boom, we got a church. But actually, God intends for us to be His family. He intends us to get to know one another, to help one another, to love one another, to actually operate in real relationship together where when one's hurting, someone can actually step in and help them out. 
And we see that more and more in this environment, and we love that. We, we see a lot of you doing that anyway, following people up. And if someone's in hospital, there's already a couple of people going and doing that. And I've been surprised even in the last year, there's been various people with either, either sickness or an accident. And before you know it, someone will come and tell me, oh, we've already arranged this or this has already happened. I'm like, wow, that's, that's awesome. It's awesome. That's family. When someone's down, someone comes and encourages. We speak life over each other, not death. We speak encouragement. We speak purpose and destiny. And three of our core values as a church, all of you will know because we plaster it everywhere, worship, family, and presence. Worship isn't just the set that we did for 40 minutes this morning. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. But what we did this morning was an expression of corporate worship. And then family is one of those key things that we've realised we've got to keep paramount. Because if we get too corporate, if we get too good at what we do, we can sometimes squeeze the Holy Spirit out of the place. We can squeeze His presence out of the place. And that's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place. Because what do we need when we're really struggling? We need His presence. What do we need when we need healing? We need His presence. And so these are key things for us and hopefully we'll never, never forget them. I've got a couple of things that I want to share just on family that I think might help remind us this morning that the good thing about the kingdom family that God's given us is we didn't earn it. We didn't earn it. Jesus earned it for us. So we can't claim that we've done anything fantastical to get into the kingdom of God. That's not a word, I know. But in fact, you know, I was reading a book this week and I had that same word. So maybe they've been listening to my podcast the last few weeks and they've captured it. Just pat the person on the shoulder next to you and say, you're doing really well this morning. Isaiah 53 says, by his wounds, we are healed. It's not by our wounds, our abuse, our rejection, the stuff we've been through. It's all can be tough and it can be really rough, but we're not saved. We're not healed by those things. We're healed by his wounds, by his stripes, the whipping of Jesus Christ before he was on the cross and then the cross that he went through, he bore every sin, every sickness, every disease, every rejection, every hurt, every abuse, every pain, every situation of negativity that we experience in life. Jesus Christ has taken it and we enter into freely an inheritance that we didn't pay for. We didn't pay for it. I mean, there is no better deal in the world, is there? There's no better deal. You could get the greatest person on television doing one of those TV adverts and it could go for 45 minutes and, and you know, it would be incredible. They could throw in a million steak knives and it still wouldn't come close to what Jesus has given you and me freely because he paid the price. He has paid the price for every bit of depression. He's paid the price for every sickness, every disease. Sometimes when we walk throughout life and we 
maybe we've had sickness or we've had depression or we've had stuff. We can begin to think that that's the will of God, but it's not. His standard is freedom. His standard is healing. His standard is for that purity to flow through our lives and for victory to flow through our lives and for life to flow through who we are so that people we actually meet, we can be a testimony of the goodness of God. And if we're struggling with those things, it's okay. God still has a plan. He uses it. I don't believe it's sent from Him, but He still uses it. And He strengthens us. He allows us to press into Him. And then at His time and our time, when somehow how that connects in the faith realm and in the mystical realm of His presence, healing flows. By His wounds, you are healed. Remember that. By His wounds, you are healed. By His cross, by the power of His blood, that's where the healing is released. It's not in our struggles or our trials or even our trying to become healed. It can become hard work getting healed, can't it? Hard work. And, and it's just like, oh my gosh, we almost make ourselves sick because we're sick and we're trying to get well. So sometimes we need a refresher course on the will of God. By His wounds, you're healed. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. It's the kingdom of God. But that's the anointing of kingdom family is that none of us deserve it, but He freely gives us an adoption as sons and daughters. And we can cry out, Father, Abba, Father. We don't deserve it. It's nothing we've actually done, but it's an offer to every person on the face of this earth. Every person on the face of the earth. No one misses out if they don't want to. Everyone has an invitation to that banquet when Jesus comes for his bride, which is you and me, the body of Christ. It's a great story, isn't it? And it's even better that it's true. It's even better that it's true. Just pat your person next to you one more time, I promise you, and just say, it's a true story. Colossians 1.12 says, He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. It's an inheritance that we have because of Jesus Christ. We're connected now to the Father because of Jesus. And in Him, all things exist. So we now have access to kingdom things that no one else if, they, if they're not connected to Jesus and the Father, they don't have access to these things. Answers, solutions, creativity of mind, a passionate heart. And, uh, you know, these sort of things flow from the Father's heart. Sometimes we see different realms in, in the world and, and there's great creativity in the world, isn't there? There's great things and we look at that. And every time I look at these things now, I realize that that's a gift from the Father and sometimes people give glory to Him and sometimes they don't. But you and I as sons and daughters have an inheritance. And I want to encourage you this morning that you have an inheritance. It's a mandate from heaven to fulfill His purposes for your life so that maybe some great exploits are done because you've been obedient to His Word. Not, don't doubt any longer. It's, a, it's, it's not time to doubt. The world is short. We don't know when things are going to end or when things are going to blow up or whatever else. It can become kind of confusing out there, can't it? Seeing, oh, what, which political party's right? Which one's wrong? Should we now legalize marijuana? Should we do this? I mean, it's, it's just like mayhem out there, isn't it? 
But you and I have a godly inheritance to shine in the light, not to be confused, not to be wondering who am I, what should I be doing, what shouldn't I be doing. And hey, there's times in life when we ask questions, but you have a godly mandate to fulfill. I believe there's people waiting out there for you to be released into your full sonship and daughtership of the Most High, reaching your potential in Christ because He's given it to you freely. You know, an inheritance you don't earn. You don't earn an inheritance. Our kids are not going to earn our inheritance because they've done enough, you know, jobs. I mean, I'm good at producing jobs around the house. I'm known for that. And here as well. In fact, I'm known for it everywhere. But pause for a moment. Don't you love the new flooring out in the foyer there? It's absolutely fantastical. And I have to say, Leisha and Jeff and the whole team just did amazing work this week, getting this house really, really neat and tidy and, and, uh, and the loser to come. We're so excited to just have new lose. We're all going to be in there on Sunday mornings just adoring our toilets. But... but it's part of our house, isn't it? It's part of your house. It's part of your house. This is, if you're part of this family, this is your house. And so... It's one of those things that ownership, ownership, it's not entitlement, it's ownership given by God, given by God. And you have an inheritance in Him. I believe my job this morning is just to stir up revision and faith in you to realize that you have God-given talents, God-given things sitting inside of you right now this morning. That's His inheritance. And it's not just for you, it's for your destiny. It's for people that you are yet to meet, people that you are to come in contact with, people you already know around you. But sometimes all it takes is belief that I am actually good enough, that I actually do have what He has. I have a calling. And I want to say that to you today. You have a calling in Jesus. You have gifting. You have anointing. You have a mantle. If you're part of His kingdom family, don't doubt it any longer. It's time to stop doubting. Stop doubting. Even if you have blockages in the way, maybe some have depression or confusion, anxiety or stress or these things in the way, they are challenges that when you see through them, you get very, very clear and very, very direct about who you are. Because we all have limitations, don't we? We all have distractions. We all have things that we battle through. Every person in this room has areas of their life that they would say is a challenge for them or they have a limitation here. Some it's just self-unbelief. Some it's real issues, doubts and fears. Some it's burdened by debt. Some it's, I can't see my way through this health crisis. All of these things are opportunities for the victory of Jesus Christ in your life. Awesome. That's all the notes I had this morning. But I'm going to ask Karen to come up. Who would just love to hear a couple of minutes of Karen preaching this morning? Because one of the things, one of the things about church is, is it can become, you know, very um, stereotypical, can't it? And very, we have to do everything the right way. So I just like to break the mold sometimes. And, and, um, and so I hope you're okay with that. I assume you're okay with that because you showed up. But one of the things God has shown us over the last few years is the power of kingdom family and the power 
of relationship, real relationship, where we actually genuinely are real with one another. We're authentic with one another. And this is something that we've been journeying through and we've been seeing the power of. And we would encourage you to to really explore more and more through connect groups, through lunches, uh, giving of yourself to one another. It's the kingdom of God, isn't it? It's relationship. And I believe this is a powerful expression of the kingdom of God. Today's world is lonely. Today's world is orphaned. Today's world is confused. And the church has an expression of the kingdom of God to offer the world that is so powerful. It's so powerful. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) So we we are actually very passionate about family. If you haven't gathered that already, well, now you get that. (laughs) Um, But I think it was about five years ago. Before that, even before that, there was a cry in our heart for what kingdom family looked like. And we were in the early stages where God had begun to place that in our heart. And there was a yearning for a group of people and a body of people that would be family above all else, that would love Jesus and love each other with their lives. And we've, be, we've both grown up in church our whole lives, and we've both been blessed to have an inheritance of salvation. It is a gift from God. And there have been many things that the Lord has shown us and done in our lives over many, many years. But one thing that we, I suppose, have, have really longed for is to have that family heart. And five years ago, like Marty said, and, you know, we've shared on this many times, but we ended up in a tiny, tiny little town in the middle of, you know, another country in Europe. And we were just being loved to life by gorgeous German people who would kiss us on the faces every time we walked in the room and would kiss us and kiss us and hug us and love us and look into our eyes and see us and value us. And they didn't know us, but they loved us with a love that was just just so giving and so generous. And it was just heaven on earth. (laughs) And God began to birth in us that longing for real family, for real kingdom family. And like Marty said, it's not what you find necessarily in every place. (laughs) But for us, it's something that the Lord has placed as a mandate in our heart to know what it really is to love the Lord with all of our heart and our life and our soul and our strength, but to love one another to love one another, not just to love one another as we love ourselves, but to love one another as Christ loves us. A love that is so strong and so fierce and so passionate, a love that is willing to lay down his life for you and for me. And it just begins to undo my mind what it would look like when we begin doing that for one another. When we begin loving with a love that is, is from the heart to the point where how can I lay down my life for you? How can I love you? How can I lift you up even higher than me? How can I encourage you? How can I, you know, see God release you? A love that goes far beyond ourselves. <laughs> a love that goes far beyond ourselves. And I, I believe with all my heart that when God created Adam and Eve, when He created mankind, it was because his heart was longing for family. His heart was longing for family. He didn't want, you know, 
couple of slaves who would just do what he said, a couple of robots. He wanted sons and daughters. He wanted family. He wanted you and he wanted me. And he wants us to know what it is to know him as Father, Abba, Father. He calls himself Father. He calls us sons and daughters. And if, if family is in the heart of the Lord, then if we're made in His image, we carry that longing and we carry that anointing. We carry that anointing. But I do believe that there is a cry in every heart for family. And when we went through our season where it was just so hard and we were both broken and, and I was incredibly broken, really at the end of the day, what really mattered was family. And what really mattered were the relationships of people around us who we love and who love us. Because at the end of the day, really, all of the stuff that we have and all the things that we're blessed with on earth, it all fades away. (laughs) But this remains. This remains. This is eternal because we're bound together in love. And there is, a, there is a, a place in family for healing. There is a place in family for safety. There is a place in family where we can love each other to life and see each other be the best that God's called us to be. And, and it's not fake and it's not words and it's not because we have to or we should, but it's because we want to, because we long to, because we love to. And really that kind of love and that kind of family revelation as we continue to grow in that, and we already have family here. We love family here. But as we continue to grow in that, that kind of kingdom family is going to change the world. (laughs) It is the kind of love that every heart longs for and every heart needs that we were born for. We were created for. And it is a fierce love and a strong love and a life-changing love. And it's simple in so many ways. When we were in Darwin this week, we met with some pastors and some leaders and we just ate food and we drank cups of tea and we shared stories and and we, we talked on what God is doing here and the amazing things in the kingdom and what God's doing around Australia. And it was family. It was so simple but it's so beautiful. And, and it doesn't have to be anything hard. It just gets to be the overflow of who we are with one another. And it's, it's just so exciting. I believe what God is doing in kingdom family on our planet because it is, it is so significant in our day and age where there are so many broken families and so many orphaned kids and so much pain and so much hurt. There, there truly is. We are so blessed in this house. And I'm telling you right now, you are so blessed. You are so blessed as a son and a daughter of the King. And sometimes we can, you know, forget to see or we can take for granted the incredible heart cry out there outside these doors of people longing to be loved, just longing that someone would love them. And you have that. We have that. And we are going to shine and God is going to do incredible things through our lives and through your life together as one, together as one. It's good. Awesome. Awesome. Just to, to summarize and finish up and, and then we just want to pray as a big family prayer around before dinner. How's that? Um, when we took over the church 
nine years ago, eight, nine years ago, really our hearts were burning for revival. We wanted to see revival and we wanted to see God break out. And, and, and I believe that's a completely godly angle. There's nothing wrong with that. We still desire for that. But it was kind of single focus that revival in what we perceived to be revival was the only answer to everything. It, it had to be through revival as in um, God's power just blasting this place and whatever that looks like, extended meetings and prayer lines and all those good things that we love and we still go for. However, God then did a heart transplant on us <laughs> as he's done on many of you guys and made you realize that revival is inside of us. Revival is inside of us. The kingdom of God is inside of us. It's not a meeting. We're not, we're not waiting for some little outbreak of hotspot that might happen in the Caribbean or somewhere that, oh, finally there's people lining up at a door of a church. I mean, honestly, we, we've done that, haven't we? We've done that. We love that. We celebrate those times. Nothing wrong with that. However, if that's what we feel like is going to change the world, I think we've got it very wrong. What about in places where they don't have buildings? What about in places where they can't even gather because of safety reasons? What about other areas of the world that that just doesn't even mean anything, meeting in a building or lining up for revival meetings? It's such a Western mindset, isn't it? Well, a Western mindset is not going to change the world. A kingdom mindset will. And so when we... Yeah, give him a hand. Yeah. When we've realized that actually relationship, that is kingdom relationship, which is what Jesus had with the three and the 12 and the, the other 72, and, and he, he multiplied and multiplied. He had these key relationships where he released the kingdom of God to his close ones. And he spoke about the kingdom of God. He spoke about these things and he revealed the kingdom of heaven on earth. And what's interesting is we have to fight for that. Just like we have to fight for good marriages and good relationships with other people, we have to fight for good kingdom relationships because the enemy loves to come to steal, kill and destroy and bring division. And so when we recognize that, we actually realize that we want the presence of God and we want kingdom relationships. When we have the two, it's, it's, it's powerful because no longer are we waiting for a momentary touch at a, at a visiting church or visiting speaker or anything like that, but we're actually seeing transformation take place in our lives. And when we spend time with other people, we're actually transforming them as well. And through our discussion, through our lives, we begin to see the kingdom family multiply, multiply, because every single one of you has inside of you the kingdom family anointing. It's not a harvest anointing. We love, we love who we are, but it's a kingdom anointing. Kingdom anointing. Through what Jesus has given us freely access to the Father, we have an inheritance. An inheritance. You have an inheritance this morning. You have a kingdom inheritance this morning sitting right in your hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's in your hand. It's in your hand. An inheritance from the Father. And some of you, even as I say that, are going, oh, but this, but no, I'm not good enough. Just nicely say to yourself, shut up me. Because self-doubt stops a lot of people from doing amazing things. Stops a lot of people from doing amazing things. So I'd love you to stand this morning, grab hands with the people around you. 
And Karen and I are just going to come. We want to release a family blessing over everyone today. And um, ask the Lord to give you a great deposit of His anointing today, of His anointing, of His anointing. Because if you have self-doubt, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of slavery. If you feel like you have to work to gain approval from anyone else, then it's the anointing that takes that yoke off your back and brings you into sonship, brings you into daughtership, brings you into the inheritance, free access. So Lord, we pray today that you would release upon us here at Harvest and any visitors as well, Lord, a great family anointing. Lord, a kingdom anointing. Lord, that would release giftings and talent and destiny and vision and hope and your healing. Lord, we pray that you would make us revival. Make us revival inside of us. Lord, we pray you would pour out your Spirit inside of us so that we can be a blessing to other people. Even today, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and manifest your presence inside of us. Lord, whether we feel it or not, I believe it's being released. I believe you're being released in a greater way. Your manifest presence, your manifest power. And Lord, we pray that even this week, we would be able to release your blessing, your anointing, your calling. And Lord, we thank you for this family. We thank you for this house. So Lord, we just say more. We just say more. Yeah, keep praying, keep praying. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, we just pray for so much more of who you are, so much more of your heart, so much more of heaven to invade our lives, Lord. And we just pray for fresh revelation and fresh impartation here this morning, Father. We ask that you would fill us up so much, that you would fill us with your love, that you would fill us with your goodness, that you would fill us with your spirit afresh, Lord, that we would overflow. We would pour out who you are on on the world around us, Lord. We just thank you for the privilege, the incredible honor of being sons and daughters. The privilege and honor, Lord, of belonging to you, of knowing you intimately and deeply and and so completely and purely, Lord. And we are so blessed and we are so, so privileged, Lord, to belong to you. And we ask this morning with all of our hearts, we ask right now and here as one, Lord, we ask for more of your heart and more of your presence, and more of your kingdom, and Lord, more of all that you are into our hearts and into our lives. Lord, let it be our heart cry. Let it be our heart cry for more of you, for more of your heart, for more of all that you are. Lord, that you truly would birth your love in us, an unquenchable love, a fiery love that is compelled to love one another in a way that goes beyond this earth. And Lord, we ask that you would birth family anointing in us in a whole new level, in a whole new realm this morning, in each and every one of our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, let it begin with me. Let it begin here right now, Lord. Let me be the one, Lord, to carry this heart and this anointing. Let me be the one to love. Let me be the one to serve. Let me be the one to honor. Lord, let it begin here right now. 
And Father, we ask in Jesus' beautiful name that you would teach us and that you would lead us and that you would guide us, Lord, and that you would transplant transplant this part of your heart into our lives and into our family here on earth. And we truly ask, Lord, that you would birth something so special and so wonderful, Lord, here in this place in Jesus' beautiful name. 